0: Four one nine five one one zero two five. It's time to talk football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard.
1: Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Score. Board. Rangers' trip to Cowden Beef is off due to a frozen pitch VAR may be on the horizon after last night's meeting between managers and referees Brendan Rodgers says Celtic fans may need to wait to see the best of Vakun Isuf Bio. I'm Gordon Duncan, joining me tonight is Derek Johnson and Hugh Keevans
2: The winter break ends and <laughs> guess what happens The first high profile postponement of the season comes along at the same time Go we'll figure Scottish football where the weather's as unpredictable as the games. But Rangers' frustration tonight will be the club's gain on Sunday because that friendly against HJK Helsinki just got a lot more interesting. Meanwhile, Brendan Rogers says he thinks there might be drones flying over Lennox Town on training days as part of Spygate. <laughs> they're honestly, the lengths that Airdrie will go to To get a Scottish Cup replay Derek Johnson, it's Scottish Cup weekend We've got yeah.
1: signings galore Including the likes of Greg Stewart to Aberdeen And we're going to be joined in the second hour In the studio by Alowa boss Jim Goodwin It truly is all happening
3: Brilliant, yeah, good to hear Jim I think Jim's doing really well If there's one shock that you would look at tomorrow Then you would actually look at Aloha. You know, I think they've had some terrific results they running it a wee bit up and down these days So that there's a wee chance For me It looks as if They're all home winners Just looking at it The, the list for tomorrow And Sunday But
2: this, Brown.
3: But, you never, but you never know That's what I'm saying You never know The conditions mm. And everything else But it's, it's great I love Scottish Cup ties And I love the Scottish Cup weekend It's fantastic But If you're Stevie Clark And you've just got rid of Your best player He's got to go back to Birmingham And then the next thing you know he signs for Aberdeen mm. How is he feeling just now? It's
1: been a busy old day On the transfer front Oh good signings as well On paper Tony Andrew back to Akies, Kyle McAllister back to St Mirren Ryan Hardy back to Livingston Michael O'Halloran back oh. to St Johnston, Anton Ferdinand staying at St Mirren So some good business being done Give us your thoughts On any of tonight's talking points Please 0141 951 1025 I would imagine, to kick us off, there will be some frustrations out there at the Cowdenbeath Rangers postponement. So get in touch, give us a call at 1419511025 or on Twitter at Clyde SSB. Let's go to Central Park um, and speak to our reporter Ronnie Charters uh, and find out exactly what happened there, Ronnie.
4: Yeah guys, well we are here and no one else is because th- this game, as you say Gordon, is postponed. Run you through a timeline of what we understand happened. After around four o'clock, Rangers officials turned up here. Now, Cowden Beath officials are telling me that it was not them who ordered this inspection. They say that though the pitch was, was, you know, in places a little bit iffy, they thought this was playable. And if ever they thought this game wasn't playable, it wasn't. Um, ...fit for purpose or that the pitch was unsafe, they would have made the necessary calls. But they said they thought it was fine and they expected Rangers to turn up. When Rangers did turn up, Rangers backroom staff were not not happy with the pitch immediately. And they made the necessary calls. The referee, Scott Miller, was uh, brought down to inspect the pitch and he ruled it unsafe. The far left-hand side uh, at the corner flag is the problem area... Gary Bowen, the manager, showed us round the pitch and showed us where it's playable and where it's not and he thinks it is playable that far right hand corner there's a little bit of it that is a little bit frozen but he said that was at three hours to go before kick-off with a bit of work they could have got this game on but it was called off the scenes afterwards were very frantic indeed the Cowdenbeath officials were not happy with the decision at all although they accepted it one or two very unhappy indeed I managed to catch up with club secretary David Allen just after the decision was made here's what he had to say
5: there are two areas on the pitch that are slightly hard I would say firm If you want to use a euphemism The referee thought they were too hard uh, And on that Has felt they were dangerous So wasn't able to sanction the game going ahead You'll see the pitch You're here The vast majority is fine You know 95% is fine Uh, There are two hard areas And that's the problem
4: So for you guys I mean obviously He's been all over this The last couple of days In terms of Laying down You know The sort of covers as it were
5: Was that still the case Is that still okay What, What happened then The covers did their job To the most most extent, yeah, they were, they were, they did, they're pretty good, but uh, that side of the ground is the side you don't get sun on, so that side's much colder. The far side of Well, when the sun comes up, it comes over the wall there, but that touch line doesn't get enough sun, so that'll be a couple of degrees colder than here. It's a huge bow because uh, the we've, we've worked for weeks on this, you know, yeah. hours and hours and hours and days and days. You come to this, you're a few hours away from it. The culmination of all the work and the effort, and suddenly that's gone, and now you've got to regroup and do it all again. You don't know if the game will be on TV, which would affect us financially. For you, this
4: pitch is playable this evening, and this game for you should be going ahead.
5: Well, it's a controversial statement. If I say that, I think we could have played on it. But a referee thinks not, so you know, he's better than me at making these judgments. He knows the rules better than I do, but uh, I would play on it.
1: Uh, and Ronnie Charters, what often happens in these occasions, the match official for that night may not have been at the ground yet, so they get a local uh, referee in to try and make the decision a bit quicker. And when we say that, it's not some guy they've taken off the pitch, you know, on a, on a nearby Friday night amateur game. It's a you know fully qualified, a category one referee. He came and made the decision. Yes.
4: Yeah, absolutely. So, as I say, we're standing here. We were invited in for some hospitality as well because there's pies, there's everything on the go that's not going to be used tonight. So. Cowden that are now are trying to figure out because obviously the TV deal as well. That was this was on TV the night. Um, we are told that the game will be rescheduled for TV, so they won't miss out on the money. But you just really do feel for, for the Kildonbeyth. You know these officials are, are sitting inside wondering what to do. The hospitality and what not. Um, so yeah, the game's off. Mm. Looking round at Gordon, I, I'm, not, I'm not paid for my opinion that this game could have went ahead if they were given the time to do it, but. As you say, the Catrigan referee, he's the one that knows He's the one who makes the decision He thought it was unsafe, and if it's unsafe It can't be played on
1: And on a slightly flippant note, just how long ago Does it feel since you were on pre-season with Rangers And you got sunburned so bad That you had to get medical treatment hmm.
4: Do you remember that, yeah? And now <laughs> I'm sitting it here like in Central, <laughs> Central Park Where the snow is now beginning to come down And it's minus two And Hugh oh, Evans, Hugh Evans, it's he's heading
1: to Pastures New It's his last yes. ever game for Super Scoreboard And it <laughs> didn't even get point. played
4: What does that tell you About your time here I'm only kidding Exactly thank you Ah, for your service Thank you You
1: very
2: much You'll be sorely missed Ronnie Good luck (laughs) All the best Ronnie 01419511025
1: What happened the last time uh, Cowdenbeath against Rangers Was postponed That happened a couple of years ago And
2: you were were involved This is a long story Derek But there (laughs) I I am am. (laughs) There I am I've got the Radio Clyde gear I am going off to meet My co-commentator Bob Smith Oh Bob Bob Right So I get to within 20 feet of the hotel Where we are to meet And I go Up And down onto the pavement Like a Tom and Jerry cartoon Ice On the pavement And you know that daft thing That goes through your mind People would have paid To see that yes Yes That daft thing That goes through your mind I hope nobody saw that (laughs) You know Instead of wondering If you're okay So I get there And I'm feeling Poorly And then along comes Bob With the car He's just banged into someone And he's been told It'll be 700 pounds Worth of damage For his car But we set off anyway And we don't even Get into the kingdom of Fife Before we get a phone call From the studio To say Cowden meeting rangers It's been postponed Just come back to the studio Come back Go home that night And discover I've got a broken rib End up in the western infirmary with a doctor Who's got a trainee nurse beside him And said Oh you recognise this man when he opens his voice to speak And I'm there on the trolley Going Oh, oh Hugh <laughs> <laughs> Sympathy
1: everywhere Across oh, Glasgow yeah. we'll the to them, sure.
2: I, I can understand uh, beast frustration About all the unsold pies And all the rest of it It yeah, really is yeah. a, a dreadful shame for them But the game will go ahead on television yeah. uh, On Wednesday mm. the 30th of January For the same reason It was on television tonight Because television loves the prospect of a giant killing act Now, I don't believe for one second there would be a giant killing act tonight I don't believe we won the 30th of January either But that's why television will be there To see if Jermaine Defoe and Stephen Davies and all the big names Mm. Get their comeuppance from a team in the fourth tier of Scottish football And I hope as well,
3: Hugh, that all the food there goes to the food banks That'll be nice for them But, you know, he answered the, the, the question himself the guy there, we said there were hard bits here. That makes it more dangerous. If the parts of the the pitch are but, soft and you hit the hard, well, bit, let's, take that's the let's take a call.
1: Let's take a call. Williams, a Rangers fan in Port Glasgow. Hi, William. Hi,
6: good evening, guys. Um, it's uh, obviously I'm just frustrated there hearing the news, and I was um, already getting a gout and I actually watched the game tonight, and um, obviously just until a few minutes ago, I didn't actually realise it was initially I was at Rangers, the Rangers officials that. Um, Complained about it If that's the case Then I'm actually A little bit embarrassed For it I've seen pictures Of the the pitch as well Online And apart from A little bit At the corner flag There's absolutely Nothing wrong with it Um, If we have complained About the pitch I'm actually quite embarrassed You know it's Not being disrespectful But it's cow and beef We can turn up there On a not so great pitch And and turn them Quite comfortably It's disembarrassing
2: William You know I've, I've looked at photographs On Twitter as well However Still photography Cannot adequately convey What the pitch is like So I Even videos can't either To be fair It's not just still photography But As Was said earlier on This game wasn't called off By a passerby This game was called off By a class 1 referee Whose only priority Mm. Is the safety of the players William stay where you are I'll bring you back in In a second
1: Ronnie Charters does have The Cowdenbeath manager Gary Boland though Ronnie
4: Yes Gary You join me here Well, the game has been postponed. Tell us your thoughts on it. Um, It's a
7: big evening for us, so usually disappointing that the game's off. Um, You know, there is a bit uh, in the far corner; the pitch is a bit firm. Um, But you know, given a bit of time and a bit of work to go on it, we probably could have got the game to go ahead. Tell us Um, about.
4: Sorry, just tell us about the timeline of, of when you found out. With the referee was called who called the referee what was your, your take I've absolutely
7: it? no idea who called the referee um, the timeline was um, half past four I think the referee came in I arrived at that time um, and then found the decision that he'd called the game off uh, hugely disappointing because you know it's a big night for the football club um, there's a lot of work going on behind the scenes here for you know for this game um, you know and I think just you know I think the decision probably was a bit premature and we had a bit of work you know there was small areas of the pitch that were very you know it was touch and go for me um, and as I say a bit of work
4: we, we probably could have got the game and go ahead and as you say a huge night for the club as well you know it was down speaking to the, you know, the chairman and all that it's the time and the preparation that's gone into a night like this especially with the TV cameras and whatnot. not added to that disappointment
7: well I, th- I think you can see you know, there's, there's people here hospitality the, 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 the Premier Sports lads are now taking all the gear down you know they've put it all up and you know for what um, you know you look at the pitch here it looks you know it looks immaculate for Cowden for Central Park the pitch is in great condition This, um, you know for this for this time in the season um, but uh, for us um, as a football club it's it, and the players because you know the thing for my players is these, some of them got half day work um, they've got days off work today and to prepare for tonight they're going to have to do that again in 10 days time for the um, you know for the reschedule tie um, you know and you know, going to their employers and ask for another half day off, you know, how, how are they going to feel about that?
4: Cheers to Gary. Gordon, one final wheeling to bring on this, just word through from the SFA. They were saying that throughout the day, they were confident of the game going ahead based on the information they were received. Um, they were then in touch regularly, but as the temperatures began to drop mid-afternoon, they insisted on the pitch inspection. There we go. So that, that's the way these things tend to work. That's Thank you to what, morning, what Gary. Me,
3: you will against me, you know I'm going you can hear the frustration in Gary And he's right A lot's gone into it And everything else But you know When when they say Given a bit of work You know We've got the game on But the conditions Are getting colder As the night goes on It's not getting any yeah. It's not getting any warmer So that wee bit in the corner That's solid Which is the danger May well go May spread throughout The whole pitch The players' safety Comes first And if there's any problem Whatsoever You hmm. get
2: the game last off Last night Last night in Perth We had a meeting Between the, the top managers In the country And our referees We'll get to that, don't you worry. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Attended by the SFA chief executive Ian Maxwell. Now, the whole idea was to create a more harmonious relationship between managers and referees. 24 hours later, what are we being asked to believe here? That the referee called it off through malice, spite, because he was under duress from another club. The referee called it off because he thought it was unsafe. I mean, if we don't. I accept A referee's word on it For postponements Then There can never be any harmony Let's bring William back in
6: Yeah I mean obviously Just know just obviously What Gary said And obviously The, the other information that has been released. Obviously I didn't hear about that Until I phoned up Maybe I should have But um, <laughs> uh, it's, it's still obviously A bit frustrating obviously Because obviously the, the winter break Obviously the highs of I was beating Celtic before we went to break, and then you wait almost a month, you know, to to get football back. You know, you're excited and things like that. And then when you see the pictures, it doesn't it doesn't look too bad. So it, it is still a little bit frustrating. But um, uh, nothing you can do about it now. Isn't William,
2: you? if your main defoe broke his leg on it, how would you feel?
6: Oh, I'd be I'd be putting a candlelight vigil in my house, probably. Here to be honest with
2: you. Right. Well, there's your answer.
1: <laughs> uh, and go, going forward, William, then, is, Do you think this means Sunday's friendly takes on a bit of a different? Feel Perhaps a chance to get Guys You know proper game time Before the Kilmarnock match In the league
6: It probably does Yeah I think so I think we'll probably name uh, A pretty More or less For first team On Sunday Um, I think had we played tonight You'd have probably just seen Maybe a few younger players Getting a run out on Sunday But I think um, To get a little bit of Match fitness Into the legs Before a tough game away at Kilmarnock Next Wednesday night um, I, th- I definitely think we'll see A, yeah. a pretty strong squad
3: I, th- I think it would have been Two entirely different sides that play tonight And yeah. on Sunday yeah. now Because they haven't had many games There's only one game left Before they play Kilmarnock I think it's the strongest mm. side that come out on uh, Sunday you're S- right
1: Snooker Loopy pointing out Hugh the rescheduled date Is Wednesday the 30th of January Every chance it'll be as cold If not yeah. colder So well, this we is Scotland. just have to keep The fingers crossed
2: on that one What would Snooker Loopy Have us do then? I don't do think he's cute. saying you would have you do anything it's just point out Well you know We had a winter break And during the winter break The weather was fine mm. And then the winter break <laughs> ended And we got a postponement <laughs> I think the only person to blame here Is Mother Nature And I'm not sure Mother Nature Comes under the compliance officer's jurisdiction see, Mother might Nature give us might, a might, call.
3: Come, might come in tonight And there might be other games in, in doubt tomorrow We don't know We'll just need to yeah. and see What it's like overnight There's supposed to be snow tonight
1: Thomas is in Barhead Hi Thomas Good evening gentlemen
8: uh, here and I think Derek I, I wouldn't what my point's going to be Scottish winters are so unpredictable. As she said, the weather has been terrific leading up to uh, tonight. Perfect weather for football. But we've had a shutdown. And now we've got snow forecast. You know, they're, they're predicting a very, very snow icy February. But well, we're going to have games postponed. And then you're going to have the backlog once we come to the end of the season. Why, when you've got such an unpredictable climate in Scotland, why do you have a winter shutdown when you're having no football in perfect weather? And then you're going to you're frantically running around trying to reschedule games going into the and if, if the winter which we've not had the winter which we've not had yet kicks in, you're going to have to spike back. Well, can you, you? a you
2: have a yeah. winter shutdown because the bigger clubs want it that way. Uh, they want the warm weather training. They want the break from a uh, heavy schedule in December. There was. Uh, Game after game after game Not, not think, just the big clubs To be yeah, fair Every but, nine games, but, yeah. uh, but the big clubs Tend to drive the bus On all major decisions <laughs> they have to vote Don't they uh, So that's why we have it but, You know I, Again The unpredictability Of the Scottish winter There's nothing we can do about it This is where we live This is where we play our football So Tonight It's a cause of Major frustration And annoyance I feel for everyone But that's just the way it is Thomas Any Concern
1: or frustration about you know getting back into league action without a competitive game as your your rivals will, or is it is it not is it that not a concern for you?
8: As Hugh says, it's a kind of, a catch twenty two because if that's the situation that As Hugh says, the big clubs have wanted, then basically he'll end them. Because if that's the case, then it's they who are choosing this winter shutdown, so they can then complain that they've not had any any games that's why I think it's such a, a, a silly idea just you know
2: we, we live in a world of halves and half-nots in Scotland and you heard Gary Boland speak there about and the, the the club secretary before him about unsold pies you know that's that's the world of Scottish football are from the fourth tier they have part-time players who need to get a, half a day off work to play against Rangers they have unsold pies they are at one end of the spectrum Rangers are at the other end of the spectrum they are just back from Tenerife Uh, And the the pitch Looks a bit iffy But I repeat It wasn't called off By the referee Because of malice Or because he was Under duress It was called off Because it was was unsafe It's very simple Uh, Derek, John MacDonald Is on Twitter
1: I think he's stolen Your joke book because happening. he says The corner is the hottest part of the pitch It's 90 degrees hey, hey, oh. hey. Hey, Well done uh, Well done Here to John Thank you to Thomas <laughs> in Barhead 01419511025 As Hugh alluded to earlier The referees and the top flight managers Well most of them Had a summit in Perth last night VAR was on the agenda Let us know what you think 01419511025 We'll get to that after the travel with Amber
0: Clyde 1 Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors. Get the result you deserve. Talk to thompsons.com
1: Hugh Keevens and Derek Johnson Are here with me Gordon Duncan On tonight's Clyde 1 Super Scoreboard The breaking news this evening If you haven't heard it I'm sure you have Is that Cowdenbeath Against Rangers Is off uh, Ewan is on Twitter Asking what everyone's asking Hugh Why can't you not Just boil the kettle And pour it over And it'll all be done I don't know um, Is freezing freeze again?
2: Yes <laughs> Now big
1: news this week Was that the top flight managers Met with the referees In Perth last night 10 of the 12 top flight managers Met to see what They could do in light of a a string of high profile controversies VAR was very much on the agenda And it looks like that could be something we'll move forward with um, If we can make it happen Various obstacles of course So give us your opinions please Right now 0141 951 1025 We'll get to that in a second Let's squeeze in Scott Who's a Cowdenbeath fan Scott Oh he's just disappeared Oh. I wasn't. Gonna, I was all set up there, Hugh, because we don't get many Cowdenbeath fans. Oh, know, he it must have been, slipped in the snow. I must say we don't get many, so I'll give him a couple of seconds to see if we can get him back, um, and then I'll, we will move on. Because Hugh,
3: Hugh was on going about he's time. The Cowdenbeath game was off. I made my debut against Cowdenbeath all these years ago. So you did. For Ibrox It was. They were in the big league then.
1: And so how long before the the, the famous it's game against Celtic? It's Just couple a couple of weeks, weeks. before it, two or three yeah.
3: weeks before it, yeah well, we can be 5-0 and I, I managed to notch twice
1: so that's why you got the nod then for Probably. the, for the cup game? I didn't know that, because it was so early, Hugh Some people may think that the
2: Celtic game was his first yeah, But correct. there you go Yeah, it's like uh, Lubo Mravcik Everyone thinks that Luba made his debut for Celtic Because he scored twice against Rangers That's the debut, but he had actually played for Celtic mm. before But without the same dramatic impact
1: Uh, Remember it's 0141 951 1025 That's the number you need to get in touch If you would rather tweet uh, Then we are At Clyde SSB Bernadette's on Winter breaks a lottery The weather's so unpredictable A shame that it's off At least Cowdenbeath will still get the TV cash From the rearranged match I think Mm -hmm. we do have Scott who's Oh, he's gone. He's disappeared with it, right? I mean, we, 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 two strikes here about in this the, show. the
3: pies that they're going to be lost. But but remember, they would probably have a couple of hundred people in there for hospitality at five yeah. o'clock. So it's all that food, not just the wee pies yourself, are ordinary punters.
1: Right, Hugh Keaven's your your opinion, please, on this meeting between the referees and ten of the twelve top-flight managers last night. I think most agreed it was needed. Mm-hmm.
2: What did you make of the the outcome? Uh, it's always good to talk, uh, but. I'm a cynic I don't think it will make The slightest bit of difference To the relationships Between managers And uh, Referees And officialdom In general Because In our volatile world uh, People will still Question referees decisions Even VAR Will be questioned And That's not just us In England this season There was one instance Where VAR appeared to prove one thing And the club said No, our TV channel proves another
3: They were at a different angle, yeah
2: Yeah, so, so yeah. VAR... Will minimise mistakes But will not eliminate mistakes Okay but maybe that's okay then Because maybe
1: we're not looking for them to eliminate mistakes Maybe we're just looking for help Maybe we're looking for a reduction You know whether it goes I'm I'm throwing this figure out there If we can reduce the the perceived mistakes You have to say that By 30%, 50%, 60% Surely it's better than nothing Because I assume Most people who watch football and understand football Realise that you, you can't eradicate mistakes The key word there is being mistakes Because what's a mistake to you Might not be a mistake yeah. to Derek I
3: think you I mean I don't know what you that, But I do think that 95% Will be absolutely correct from VAR There's odd ones like you just mentioned There was a, yeah. di- a different angle at it That's once Everything else has been spot on I think it's a major thing And if we hmm. can get VAR I think that will be a huge difference our What, I, did, what words. I didn't like you And I don't know I've never asked you about it what I didn't like was talking about full-time referees. How does that make referees make better decisions, well, being I, full-time?
2: I listened to Brendan Rogers' assessment of that and he thought that on a Monday, referees could assess their performances, uh, have people help them assess their decisions uh, and so they would mm. be better for it. However, passion is our favourite word in Scottish football and I don't believe that the introduction of VAR or any amount of meetings at McDermott Park between officials and managers will take that element out of our game where managers simply react on the spur mm. of the moment. Uh, so just to bring
1: you up to speed on where we are, they did meet last night, 10 of the managers, um, plus, you know, referees, who officials. Didn't play, who didn't, what
3: managers didn't? Uh, Stevie
1: Clark and Martin Canning couldn't make it, I think it was. Um, Could they not have sent so,
3: someone from the club? I, I don't I, know, I don't well, know I like the exact and outs. They, they think they'd...
1: Prior engagements, shall right. we say? Um, so the outcome was that you know VER will be explored. Hugh Keaven's. Yeah. Um, now the the Scottish FA and the SPFL are, are getting together to start the ball rolling on these plans. Ultimately, it's going to come down to cost. I mean Because yeah. we they're all members organisations. The clubs are going to have to find the money, and and, and that clearly is. But uh, they, they're not talking, about,
3: they not talking about it'll be 18 months before anything can get done. Oh, it certainly would be yeah.
2: tomorrow, that's for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Ian Maxwell is there representing the SFA. When the SFA assume full control of Hamden Park and Queen's Park are moved across the way to Lesser Hamden, uh, the call will go out for the refurbishment of Hamden, and that will cost who knows how many millions of pounds. Uh, And then people will insist on the introduction of VAR, and who knows how much that will cost. Scottish football and money are Mm. indivisible. So can we afford both? Probably Not. not. William
1: is a Rangers fan and wisher. What do you make of this VAR suggestion, William?
9: It's an absolute nonsense. Save your money, save your time in meetings and expenses. Scrap it. If anybody ever listens to English football, and I'll tell you the reason why, it's thrown up more problems than it's solved. There was Tony Mowbray's game another last week. Uh, VR was at the game. They got a replay. VR wasn't at the game. Tony Mowbray reckons that they got the opposing team would have got apparently chopped off. They're talking about offside rule. They're talking about measuring guys' big toes. They're looking at their shoulder. Their shoulder was offside. Their forehead was offside. They're getting forensic guys in. There are people saying if the camera was three degrees north of the hemisphere <laughs> that it would show that it wasn't offside. This programme is going to be taken up constantly. Not about transfers, not about managers, not about pitch conditions. It will be B, A, R constantly. It is going to throw up more problems than it's going to solve. I... What we need is four linesmen. And I've got a question for Derek before, before I go off.
2: Well, four linesmen, uh, that won't make any difference either because their judgment will be called into question. You could have 24 officials at a match and somebody's judgment will get called into question. In the 21st century, it is simply the way that nobody accepts Mm. anything. Uh, And human error is definitely not forgiven. Uh, So, VAR, VAR... Can only do one thing for us It can cut down on mistakes well, Surely that's Surely that's, that, that's, it surely I, I, that's all it's required yes, to do Yes I, 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 I don't disagree with you mm. But William is saying Scrap it all together Do not introduce mm. it On you go William Hugh Yes
9: There's seven In VAR in England There's seven Eight guys Sitting in a room And seven or eight guys Took two and a half minutes To come to a decision A team celebrated a goal And they had to wait Two and a half minutes a decision for seven guys Huddled in a room Who couldn't agree Now What we need is Linesman And the referee Decision is final Keep football the way it is There's never got to be We're... And plus in Scotland We'll have suit and sweep In a room Trying to make decisions up here This whole phone-in Will be took over Totally with VR And what it's proved And what it can't prove It is not The be-all and end-all think... It's costing too much money and it's an absolute
1: waste I think where William is right Derek And we should acknowledge that it's early stages elsewhere So yeah. Yeah, maybe the process will be refined over time What is for sure though And even if you're a big fan of, of the idea I think you would admit this It's not like we're seeing it at the World Cup And we're seeing it down in England And we're seeing it elsewhere And we're thinking Wow that's great You know it's working perfect We, we, we need that Because as William says There have been a lot of problems And particularly off We've totally lost the plot on offside. Yeah. The offside rule was never brought in to be worried about if someone's eyelash was offside, yeah. you know. But yeah. that—that's the level that it gets to.
3: Well, it's—it's it's anything you can score a goal with legally. If that is offside, then it is offside. But
1: that's, that's my point. I mean, if if you're if you're a matter of millimeters, are, yeah. you, are you gaining any advantage? Yeah. Is it worth the forensic? Well,
3: well, it's the rules, you know. If there's something that's offside, it's offside. Yeah, I, mean, I, that, I know, I know what you're, I know what you're saying, but I think ninety percent of the time that VAR's used. Is positive and, and they're correct You will get the times Like William says Where you know it, It's dodgy And it takes them two and a half minutes To decide whether it's, it's wrong or it's right That's the only worry Because you're right Players have celebrated the goal The fans have celebrated And two and a half minutes later No it, It's offside Or the ball wasn't over the line but Or it was that a foul does matter if it's the right whatever. decision? Well if you're going to stop and start the game Three or four or five times You're going to be playing 10-15 minutes extra time We have a created
2: our own monster in Scotland, we have created our own monster Because, as I keep on repeating here The whole game runs on spite, malice and mistrust And we have created our own monster Because nobody believes anything They, they all believe that they have been victimised But no one accepts any decision Because they've got an, an idea why that decision was <laughs> yeah. taken
1: Yeah, because I think, you there are certain instances this year um, Where, you know, one set of fans I don't know, What's a controversial one Pick one for me From the start of the season There have been a few um, That have been maybe Looked at retrospectively Say Alan McGregor Right well, I, yes. really, I don't want to go into That incident anymore Because we, we we Think we've done that to death But there might be An assumption For people who think That was the wrong decision They yep. might think Great VAR will fix that But it won't Because let's not forget Certain inc- incidents Have then gone to Panels of three ex-referees yeah. who've Who've Still not backed
2: up That opinion So What's to say that won't still happen? Exactly The the three officials need to come to A unanimous verdict Of guilt or innocence Yeah so if they can't do that What's to say the VAR Delivers the verdict That you want to see? And my point is that In Scottish football Unanimity Is A Totally Misplaced concept We cannot get Unanimity Mm. On anything James is an East bride. What's your take
1: James?
10: Hi, guys. Good evening. Um, it's just uh, Hugh. I'm with you on the um, the the meeting being completely pointless. Uh, for one, a uh, better way of putting it, they're they're sort of they're peeing in the wind until it's pros like the referees are pros and the players are pros. You know, because it's the old one or oh, amateurs ref in a professional game. I mean, Colombia and Australian, every there's every international. A footballer nowadays is as fast as a you know Commonwealth sprinter, so until we're jumping ahead with that and that until we get say ten or fifteen full time refs, then even though you know there is mistrust that'll that you know that'll die down a little bit because at least people will accept look there is uh, you know at least a, a, a level of professionalism now do you know what i mean uh, people, That's, that's people fair w- a
2: fair suggestion Hugh. yeah people will not accept that in in total. People will not accept but VAR. What, what about, about James's idea that through time there's at least at, at least a realization
1: that more is being done to try and get to, to the so-called right outcome?
2: Yeah, I would introduce VAR because I do believe it will cut down on mistakes, but it will not eliminate mistakes. However, the
10: rest need to get full time though. That's what I'm saying. The referees
2: <laughs> full time is another thing that involves money. In order to become a full-time referee, a man is going to have to be paid a wage that sustains his family better than he is currently able to sustain his family. So Scottish football, I don't think, can run to all of this money for the introduction of VAR, for the introduction of full-time referees, for the refurbishment of Hamden. Scottish football doesn't have that kind of money. If we lived in a society where people accepted that with good, there will come bad, uh, then... You might get away with it, but in this society now, we always believe within Scottish football that somebody took a decision because they have an agenda.
3: You know what? You know what, James? And you're going about full-time referees. I don't see that making them better referees. They may be able to run around the pitch more or whatever. Even like it, that, they're it's, very fit it, But, but it it's, I know it, it's it's that decision, that half a second that referees got to make decisions that counts. Yeah, why, M- why making them a... making them professional is not going to make them better referees. But what about if yeah, you're
1: on you go James
10: sorry why why specifically are the refs in Scotland so bad because it's not if it's not an old firm team it's literally every club you know Stevie Clark it's literally every club
2: yeah I agree with that having
10: serious issues
2: yeah but you're you're saying you're saying William it is specifically a Scottish problem no it's not there are bad referees in England who are full time, and who are yeah. full time, and there are disagreements over VAR in England.
10: Are they getting it to the extent that we that we have it here, where they're having to call meetings, and and you know?
2: Yeah, but we have to have, have to meetings. Have... We have to have meetings here because it's a weekly occurrence here. Because well, nobody, saying, well, why is
10: it a weekly occurrence? Because
2: here? because nobody trusts anybody. Because we all believe fans believe that decisions are taken by referees for a reason, and managers. Have called referees into question. How many managers this season have said it felt like we were playing twelve men? What does that
0: imply?
10: Every week they're saying that. Yeah. I, mean, I, I know what you're saying, what they're implying, but I, I think I don't know. There, there's something inherently. I don't know if it's is it the coaching or refs. You know, I don't know what what But you, again, again, you
2: again, you're saying inherently. Yes, we have poor referees Yes, this season has been quite remarkable For the number of extraordinarily bad decisions that have been taken However, it's not just Scotland's problem It does occur elsewhere We just happen to be better at it than most (laughs) 01419511025
1: Token Jester says Anyone against VAR is for the watching DJ's correct For one steric So he he gives you a compliment Takes it back with the other hand He says we want to reduce errors The refs surely want to reduce errors VAR reduces errors Simple We can keep that going But we're also going to hear from Brendan Rogers Um, He's been talking about Celtic's business so far And an update on Scott McTominay After the travel with Amber
0: Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors. Great results for Scottish accident and injury victims for 40 years.
1: Hugh Evans and Derek Johnson are here We kicked off the show by looking at the postponement Between Cowdenbeath and Rangers VAR found its way onto the agenda as well uh, A couple of tweets still coming in about that Gillian, is it, no Gilligan says Ref is an elitist position It should be a full time profession Open to all, not a hobby That pays well And Kevin McHugh says VAR is an absolute no brainer It gives ref the chance to fix mistakes At the time of the incident But it also is still that bit controversial
2: Which keeps you guys in a job that's true <laughs> Yeah. Well Yes There's always that But however Full time referees Will require An awful lot of money yeah. And the game Has to find the money As well as money For every other thing in the second half of tonight's
1: show, we're joined in the studio by Jim Goodwin, coming up against his former club St Mirren in the cup tomorrow. So we'll get his view on these topics. I'm sure. Uh, let's hear from Brendan Rogers. He's happy with the new signings, but he says fans will need to wait to see the best of Vakun Isuf Bio in action. Oliver Burke and Timothy Weir are ready, um, but the manager says Bio is a long-term project.
11: Oliver and, and Timothy obviously joined us in Dubai, and and it was great for them to to bond with the players, you know, on the field and. and off the pitch, so so that's proved invaluable for us uh, and like I said, over the course of this six months I'm sure we'll see them improve and develop as, as young players, So, but they both settled in very, very well uh, to the squad, uh, young Bayo is obviously still going through his paperwork process and will hopefully join us summer towards the end of the week, he's still a bit away, uh, his last playing and training was around about the 8th of December so he's going to be a little bit of time once that clearance comes through so um, but it's great to have them on board All three young talents uh, with, with very big potential And uh, it'll be great to, to nurture that over the next six months
1: On last night's show we were talking about The possibility of Scott McTominay coming to Celtic Here's what his Man United manager Oli Gunnar Solskjaer said today Well Scott is uh, working hard He's oh, he's, a, he's a young boy that I, I still I believe in um, We're working on his contract And uh, you know, with injuries with of, with Feli as well and the squad we have, uh, I'm not too sure that uh, we, we're going to see any, any movement at all. Mm, is that one knocked mm-hmm. in the head then? Who knows? 01419511025. I don't
2: think McTominay will beat Celtic. And I don't think that McTominay is what Celtic need either. Um, Celtic are well covered in that department. Uh, it's in defence where Celtic have been... Uh, very lax away from home 18 points dropped in the first half of the season That's where Celtic need to look They need to be more reliable there Tierney being out is a big problem for them as well At the back And up front they, you know For Bio to be unavailable for weeks Not what Celtic need either I mean he hasn't got his work permit sorted yeah. and stuff no, yet but So I, mean, there's nothing but they need, can be done they, they need something more
1: immediate Barry is a Celtic fan in Barhead What's on your mind tonight Barry?
12: Hi, Pana, how you doing? Good, thanks. How you It's just basically, it's just echoing really what Hugh just said there. I mean, we're going to be down Boyata and Benkovic come the end of the season, right? So Boyata was £9 million at his peak, say, for Fulham wanting to sign him. £30 million is what Leicester paid for Benkovic. I can't see Celtic spending not even half that on two centre-backs. Considering how this January windows went, which I think has went absolutely appalling. (laughs) <laughs> the 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 acquisitions that were brought in. I'm sorry, I don't see the point in signing an 18 year old from PSG, regardless of what his name is or who he, who his father was. Whatever, um, it's not what Celtic needed. I'm glad McDominy isn't coming because again, you, you're right. He's you not know what Celtic needed. We needed a right back. We need a centre back, um, and we need decent cover for Tierney.
1: I mean
2: that might still happen. Hugh, it's only the 18th of January, of course. Yeah, um, but I'm not convinced that Celtic will go big between now and the end of the window. I think Brendan Rogers may have been told, "Right, you've got what you wanted," uh, and now the club expects the league to be won with the players. So you don't I think you'll sign won. a right
1: back before the end of this month? I don't think there'll be a a, a big signing. No, no, but I, I didn't mention big. Do you think they'll sign a a, a right back to push for the first? You know, for the, the starting 11 before no, the end of the window
2: No, I don't, I think Brendan Rogers has possibly been told Right, that's it uh, Now, before we get to the, the subject what, of me, what makes you say that? Because I thought that the Norwegian international
1: um, His name escapes me um, was it, I thought that was in the pipeline You're not, not convinced?
2: I'm not convinced that any more money will be spent In this no. transfer window
1: I think, but but the,
3: I don't think they will spend big money, you're right Hugh But I do think there could be another loan there just to tie them over to the
2: end of the year just to address Barry's point with regard to Benkovic and Boyata um, their long term future is not the immediate concern I think the immediate concern for Celtic is that the the winning of the championship is in the balance uh, and they are walking a tightrope as are Rangers I'm fully aware of that and both teams are at the Russian roulette stage Mm. of the season I think if Brendan Rodgers were to fail to win the championship uh, it would lead to dramatic change at the club uh, I, I read with interest Pat Bonner saying that if Celtic failed to win the championship the fans would not forgive and he's absolutely correct if Celtic don't win the championship the lid will come off uh, Omar El
1: Abdullawi was the name I was looking for something like that anyway uh, the Norwegian right back Barry, what are you, you, not, you don't sound too optimistic about what it's going to happen in the next couple of weeks?
12: Uh, not particularly, no um, As I say You
1: mentioned, just to, 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 go, sorry, to go back on something else I mean, you said Timothy Ware You know, I'm not interested in signing players Just because his, his dad was But, I mean, what's to say that Is the only reason Celtic signed him for? I'm assuming they signed him Because they think he's a decent player
12: For six months I mean, is, is this just paper or the cracks? We've just sold Musa Dembele for £20 And we've more or less spent £2 on uh, bio, which we had to haggle over the price over I mean come on what what is happening the, uh, Peter Lawwell's bonus this year was 2.3 million that's the most that's been spent
2: that's why I on, say
12: on, on bio spent that on bio, and then uh, he's, he's had that as a bonus
2: that's why I you know say fans
12: are going to have to wake up and say no this isn't happening that's the money spent in the club
2: that's why I say Barry that uh, it's very important for Brendan Rogers and Peter Lawwell that this league title is won Because uh, the, the fans will be up in arms uh, Transfer windows have become uh, A consistent source of disappointment For the Celtic supporters I, When you uh, say
1: consistent How far are you going back with well, that? I mean well, the last one certainly was And the one before that
2: Which brought in the, the Marvin Compears of this world And uh, Lewis Morgan mm-hmm. who will be going out Compears surely must be going out You can't Go on and definitely pay him a wage when he doesn't play for Celtic. think they manage to negotiate something with Hibs for
1: Scott Allen, Neil Lennon, saying that there's still a bit of work to be done there? Well, you know, I mean, it's it seems from well, it's easy for us to say it seems like it would suit all parties, but
2: but uh, you know Scott Allen will go to Hibs and, and probably will go before the end of the window. He has no further part to play for Celtic, uh, and that is true of too many who are there, cluttering up the place and costing Celtic big time in wages. However, to again go back to Barry's core point Timothy Weir And he's been capped eight times by the USA And I I do not think that he is In any way, shape or form uh, At Celtic Park Simply because he's dad's George Weir He's there because he's Timothy Weir And he's good However, Timothy Weir and Oliver Burke Have got to hit the ground running Because the championship is in the balance (laughs)
0: The With goals in the Scottish Sun The SPFL and EPL latest Every Monday, Wednesday and Saturday Gary's
1: on Twitter, he says Why are Celtic fans panicking about transfers Just do the morning on the last day Of the window Plenty more Where that came from But it's time for Beat the Pundit You Up against Hugh Keevans Or Derek Johnson For the chance to win yourself A signed ball Give us a call right now On 0141 951 1025 You must do it quickly Because if you want to play Tonight's Beat the Pundit You only have until the news At 7 o'clock
0: Clyde One, Super Scoreboard With Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors Win the compensation you deserve Talk to com. Hugh Evans and
1: Derek Johnson are here with me, Gordon Duncan We have now been joined for the second hour by Alloa manager Jim Goodwin Up against his former club, St Mirren, in the Cup tomorrow uh, It's been a busy old show so far We've been talking about the postponement at Cowdenbeath VAR, we've heard from Brendan Rodgers as well So anything else on your mind Keep that coming. 0141 951 1025. And any questions to Jim, we'll get to those after this.
0: Beat the pundit. With goals in the Scottish Sun. The SPFL and EPL latest every Monday, Wednesday, and Saturday.
1: It's been a fairly ropey old week on Beat the Pundit. Oh. There have been some questionable score lines. I think Gordon Dale scraped a two nil last night. It was not it was it was not pretty, let me tell you that. It was not pretty. Listen,
3: it's a win. That is That's true. all it Yeah, comes. win
1: ugly. That's what you football types always say, right? Let's see if we can go a bit better tonight. Either Hugh or Derek will be up against uh Chris from Dumbarton. How are you, Chris?
6: Yeah, not bad thanks I'm actually uh, on my way back from Sheffield at the moment So not in Dumbarton, But yeah, good
1: What a magnificent yeah. surname you have as well Chris We don't have many of uh, we don't have many of the French Leiths on the phone <laughs> I must say
6: Yeah, I think it, only
1: my, myself, my wife and my son Are the only ones with, yeah. with that name It's, it's a so, new one for me yeah. But there we go I won't forget you in a hurry I'm going to toss the coin heads It's Hugh <laughs> Kevans, tails. Uh, it is Derek Johnson And it is heads It's yourself Mr Keevans So uh, get ready
2: uh, A hyphen in Dunbarton's a strong wind <laughs> Right
1: <laughs> I think we'll leave that one uh, for, for now I'll give you a bit of Clyde to in your ear Hugh So you don't know what we are saying And we'll get the clock up and running Chris you've got 30 seconds You're going head to head You can pass Here's your chance to beat the pundit You ready?
6: Yeah ready
1: <laughs> how did the Comarnock face in the Scottish Cup tomorrow? Five. What nationality was former Rangers defender Majid Bouguera? Algerian How many different Scottish teams Has Jim Goodwin played for? Five who has Birmingham's Greg Stewart Signed for Which Scottish Aberdeen. team Aberdeen Nicky Clark Is the son of which Former Rangers player nice. How many spells Has Michael O'Halloran Now had at St Johnson After returning to Three. the club And name one other Scottish club That Hamilton's Tony Andrew Has played for Dundee Okay Let me bring Mr Kevins back Are you with us? I am What were you enjoying there? Moonlight Shadow. Yeah. Never heard of it. Ready? You're oh, new. No. Same set of questions to you. Let's do it. Who did Colmarnock face in the Scottish Cup tomorrow? Forfa. What nationality was former Rangers defender Majid Bugera? Pass. How many different Scottish teams has Jim Goodwin played for? Don't tell him, Jim. Three. Who, is Birmingham's, who has Birmingham's Greg Stewart signed for? Aberdeen. Nicky Clark is the son of which former Rangers player? Sandy Clark. How many spells has Michael O'Halloran now had at St Johnson Three. after returning? Name one other Scottish team That Hamilton's Tony Andrew has played for Um, Pass Imagine passing the last question You could have just named any Scottish team And you never know It might have paid off Well there you go He's must be in generous mood Chris how do you think it went? Um, I don't know I think Hugh's probably Just picked me there Didn't have a great run myself. It looks pretty close Let's go through them Who do Kilmarnock face Tomorrow in the Scottish Cup It is four for, So it's 1-0 to Hugh Keevens. You equalised Straight away though Because Majid Bouguera Is indeed Algerian oh, How many different Scottish teams Has Jim Goodwin played for? I suppose we just Asked the man himself That's right Not four? Oh
11: Celtic as well. I about Celtic. Yeah, there you
1: go. See, <laughs> had me worried. Forgets one and he forgets. <laughs> I said I might as well ask Jim Goodwin for the definitive answer, and um, he gets one. That it was long. a lifetime ago <laughs> That's a good start. Celtic, Hamilton, St Mirren, So technically
2: uh, speaking, Jim, did you play a first team game? Yeah, Celtic? just did. a one. You yeah. did. Well,
1: well, well, I looked it good, up. Yes. Don't you worry. Uh, uh, so it's still one all. I'm glad we cleared that up. How many? Uh, who's Birmingham's Greg Stewart signed for? Aberdeen. Keen to hear what you, Comarnock fans, make of that too. All, uh, Nicky Clark is the son of which former Rangers player? It is Sandy Clark. So Hugh Keaven's goes into a three-two lead. Oh. How many spells has Michael O'Halloran now had at St. John'son after returning? It will be three. Um, so Hugh's still one in front, which means it all comes down to the last question, which you inexplicably passed on. Oh. Name one other Scottish club that Hamilton's Tony Andrew has played for. Chris went for Dundee. You had the choice of Livingston or Dundee United, United. Chris. Yeah. So you. Just, oh yeah, I'm glad you stopped yourself. He's there. only 100 <laughs> yards away. <laughs> yeah, you were 100 yards out, I'm afraid, Chris, but Hugh has pipped your hard lines. I know uh, Well done, you. Good man. That was Chris um, somewhere between Sheffield and Dumbarton, and the sign ball stays where it is. Well done to you. There you are. Happy with that?
2: Two wins this week for me mm, yeah, Not bad, not bad, not
1: bad at all four one nine five one.
2: Not bad for a 45 year old Yeah, I'll, I'll crack the jokes
1: 01419511025 Let's hear from you on any of tonight's talking points And if you've got a question or a point for Aloha boss Jim Goodwin We'd be delighted to have it Jim, uh, thanks for joining us, how are you? Great Gordon, yeah, thanks uh, Big game tomorrow, I'm resisting the temptation to label it the Jim Goodwin derby But um, it, it must be, because it would be a big game anyway But it's obviously got that added significance with what St Mirren means to you
11: yeah, absolutely. Um, there's obviously that side of things involved with me going back there. First time in two and a half years, I'll be back playing a competitive game. Um, it'll be strange, no doubt about it, trying to put a, a team on the park to beat St Mirren. It'll be, it'll be a, a strange one, but you know yourself, once once that whistle gets blown, it's down to business, isn't it?
1: And and that's it. I mean, that's the, that's the way you play. That's the way anyone in, in your situation would handle it, especially when you guys are on the, the back of such a good run. Is there a, a feeling there that you can... I suppose I suppose it would be an upset, so is there a feeling there you, you can cause one? Listen, we're huge
11: underdogs going into the game, there's no doubt about that. Obviously, you know, St. Mirren being a Premier League team and all that, but um I think our our form going into the game is good, we're unbeaten in six and obviously St. Mirren's form isn't so good, you know, so uh you know we're confident, quietly confident, not getting carried away, but I do have great belief in the players and I think if we get the game plan right on the day, we've mm. got as good a chance as any.
1: Because listen, we know what happens in football. Players come up against the former clubs. Managers come up against the former clubs, and and sometimes it, there isn't an added significance. But Saint Mirren meant a lot to you, and you meant a lot to them. So there is a there is that side of things, isn't
11: there? No, of course it did, and you know everybody knows. I, I love my time there. It was my favorite time of my career. Um, you know, five and a half years. Uh, prior to that, I'd spent you know two and a half, three years most at uh, at any other club. Um, and I could have stayed for another five years to be honest with you, but you know, obviously things happened in football, and I moved on. Um, but I've kept in touch with quite a, a number of the people that are still there, so it'll be nice to see some familiar faces. But you know, like as we said, um, you know, I'm looking forward to getting over there, doing the handshakes, getting all that out of the way, and then mm.
2: focusing fully on the game. You know what they say in football: no sentimentality, Jim. You know, like 170 appearances you made for St. Mirren, but. Uh... Sentimentality out the window tomorrow?
11: No, absolutely. Um, You know, I'm a low manager at the end of the day. I've got to go and be professional and and do the best I can for the club that I represent at the moment. I think uh, every St Mirren fan out there would expect nothing
2: less of me. You've caused a bit of panic at Partick Thistle, given the league results and uh, a little bit of distance between you and Partick Thistle. You could do the same at St Mirren tomorrow. Well, absolutely. Um, listen, our league form has been great, and
11: you know I think we've surprised a few. There's no doubt about that. I think before the ball was kicked, everybody had written us off. Um, I certainly didn't believe, uh, you know, Partick would be in the situation that they are in. But sometimes you get on a, a bad run, and and it's hard to get out of it. And it's just carried on for them, unfortunately, which is a good thing for us, obviously. But. I expect Partick and Falkirk to improve in in the coming months. How did the how did
2: yeah. the, the drones work out for you that you sent over a paisley?
11: <laughs> I happened to be playing golf on the day, so Ralston Golf Club is just at the back of their training ground. Ah, very so convenient. Yeah, and my, my
2: ball always ends up in
11: the woods, so I was in there <laughs> looking for it.
1: Um, on a serious note, how pleased are you with your your start? To you know, management. Of course, it helps when things are going well on the pitch and, and you get the results. But what's it been like cutting your teeth?
11: Listen, I've been very fortunate in the the short period of time. That's about two and a half years now I've been in the job and uh, I've had relative success. I haven't um, you know, obviously had a big disappointment in the first year by losing on penalties to Breakin in the final. But uh, looking back on that now, I think it was very much a blessing in disguise. Um, I don't think we were ready as a team and I don't think I was ready personally as a manager. So I think that added year in League One to go and uh, get things right and and to prepare myself has stood me in good mm. stead for this year and uh, I was thoroughly enjoying it look I had every faith in, the, in the, the players that I brought to the club you know I knew the recruitment side of things was going to be vital in the summer um, and I've got a really good mix of good experienced boys who've been there done it before and a lot of young hungry enthusiastic players that are willing to learn and that are wanting to go and prove to people they can play at a higher level so so far so good, but you know, I keep reiterating to people that we haven't done anything yet. You know, we've had a great start, but there's a hell of a lot of football still to be played and we have to remain fully focused.
1: Don't forget you can still have your say on any of tonight's topics, whether it is the postponement, accounting beef, the VAR suggestion, anything to do with signings or transfers, keep them coming. Oh one four one nine five one one oh two five. Sometimes, depending on how I'm feeling, I give guests the heads up about this, but I just, you know I just I got the impression that Jim would be able to handle it without any prior warning. So I've got some quick fire questions. Getting to know do not like getting this. to know Jim Goodwin Are you ready? Uh, the less time you have to think about it the better What was the first football game you went to?
11: Um, I went to Warford United I'm from Warford in Ireland So you know Warford United were in the Irish Premier League And they're doing very very well just now My pal is manager so I'm delighted for them Warford United played uh, Shamrock Rovers I think
1: Good memory Who was your footballing hero then? Was it one of those guys or someone from... No,
11: here. I was I uh, was a big Liverpool fan growing up, so I um, was born in the early eighties, and I just remember that team of you know Rush and Leash and you know all those kind of guys. My older brother Jerry was a big Liverpool fan, so um, John Barnes probably, when I look back now, was probably the one that really stands out.
1: It's not a bad show at all. Best player you've played with? Uh,
11: well, in that one, you're gonna game... upset people here. No, in in that one game that we were just talking about there, that I so. Uh, Um, forgot about which I can't believe but um, (laughs) my my debut for Celtic uh, was obviously Henrik Larsson's comeback game after he had that horrific fracture in his leg so um, listen the the league was done Rangers had won the league by a a country mile and um, you know Kerry Daglish was giving out debuts like confessing (laughs) to guys like me so um, you know Henrik obviously sticks out like a sore thumb he was brilliant and the best you've played against? Um, down in England I Played in a few cup games Probably Man City We played against uh, Robbie Fowler Was there at the time Um, Again Obviously being a, An ex-Liverpool legend I was chasing them around Like a wee boy Trying to get his jersey Before the ball was kicked uh, <laughs> did you Needless get to say He scored a hat-trick Did you get the jersey? That's I got the jersey I did, right, And still I still it? have,
1: it. Yeah, still have Decent? it I don't mind that uh, This might be an easy one Unless you've got something I haven't thought of Best footballing moment
11: um you know I'm not just saying it but um you know I have been very fortunate uh, throughout my career I've had uh, you know good highs in terms of that debut for celtic my irish you know senior international cap and all that but you know the saint mary one obviously you know sticks out really um, at that stage of my career I wasn't really expecting any more high moments like that I think as a youngster when things were happening you just take it for granted you don't expect that the way it's going to be you know but um I would say that the winning the cup with St.
1: Myrna is definitely the highlight. Will bring you right crashing back down to earth in your worst footballing moment.
11: Well, again, I've had a very up and down career, so <laughs> I've had a number of relegations on my CV as well. Um so yeah, I think you know, leaving, you know, any club uh, on after a relegation is uh, is not a great thing. So Stockport got relegated to Stockport. We got promoted, we won the league with Scunthorpe in League One into the championship. Came crashing back down the next year um, And obviously I've had a relegation with St Mirren as well Which is
1: not great moments Are you the superstitious type? Any pre-match superstitions?
11: I'm not superstitious in, in the slightest No um, Something I try and stay away from yeah. uh,
1: This is a tough one uh, Tell us something about you we might not know <laughs> uh this is when I, you really do need a bit of time to. I think I probably think.
11: said this before uh, when I was on the show previously, but I I, I play the guitar. I don't know if anybody's oh, bothered no, about I that. I like, like
1: that. Yeah, I like a hidden talent. I play the guitar
11: and I like uh, I like to sing song and stuff like that. So um, yeah, as long as everybody's half cut and they can't remember <laughs> how how bad I am on the guitar the next day. But um, yeah, you've come to the right place. <laughs> uh, Listen, I'm no uh, I'm no Noel Gallagher or anything like that, but I do enjoy uh, strumming the guitar.
1: What would the uh, what would your request be, Hugh Keaven?s You've got a very distinct
2: music taste. Oh uh, well, you see. Now I'm assuming that uh, Jim would be, since you mentioned that the Gallagher brothers, he would be of that ilk. It'd be uh, you know Oasis or one of those boom boom bands. Uh, <laughs> but I, I'd ask him to play, um, just one look by the Hollies. There
11: you are. <laughs> just
1: one. That's exactly Except. the type of suggestion I expected. Uh, hobbies away from football, golf, guitar—is—is is that anything else?
11: Oh, that's pretty much it. I mean, I, I do uh, I do love golf in in the in the sunshine. I'm a fair weather player, but um, yeah, I do. I love golf. I try and play a bit of snooker as well with uh, with the pals and that on a on a Saturday night if the result has went their way. Um, but yeah, probably golf, snooker.
1: Ultimate five side team. I think we'll refine this. It has to be guys you played with. Ooh, and you I can put know. yourself in it or not This is where we learn a lot about the guests As to how they view themselves Whether they go in the team or not no, There's
11: absolutely no chance I would get <laughs> in it anyway I can assure you of that um, but With I suppose probably go with Henrik up top um, Not a bad start Yeah uh, Robbie Keane as well I would probably go uh, with him um, Who else would get into it? My goodness you've put me on the spot We right, need yeah, a keeper I, I, I wish you, I wish We need a keeper me, uh, I played with the guy down in England, Joe Murphy. He's fantastic. He was an Irish international as well. He's still playing away down in uh, at Bury, I think. They're they're flying first or second in League One down there. Joe was a fantastic goalkeeper. Um, Billy Sharp Another guy down in England Maybe guys up here Wouldn't know but he's still what he's yeah, Banging a lot of yeah. goals in you yeah. Yeah. Goal machine Yep yeah. um, And I, I kind of need A midfielder I think Just stick I, yourself in Honestly uh, that's fine You're yeah, in there Go on I'll throw myself Good. in just, just, yeah.
1: to, just to add a bit of Solidity in there I don't mind <laughs> that Right 01419511025 Jim Goodwin's here Hugh Keevans and Derek Johnson We can still crack on With all the topics We've been discussing Come on VAR Scottish Cup fixtures This weekend Um, Anything else that may be on your mind Let's do it Darren is An Auchinleck Talbot fan I wonder if we'd get one of these Big game tomorrow Darren
13: Evening gentlemen Fantastic show as always Thank you Um, As you all know We we like the the drama And the fairy tale of the Scottish Cup Uh, I was listening to Derek and yourselves Talking at the beginning And you said looking at the fixtures that um, you think most of the games You could see as a home win
1: Oh did you see uh, that um, I Derek, Derek yes.
13: if, uh, You thought maybe the Junior Giants My wee team here at Lake Talbot, at Would be one of the teams That could cause an upset Bearing in mind That teams prior Such as Hearts and ra I think underestimate it as in, uh, On the day when they've got Their 1700 fans behind them I think they'll be a match <laughs> for anybody
3: and there's no Lauren Shankland Well, we don't know that for sure No, I think he, no, you're not
1: playing with really, he, was, he was in Well, McCall last
13: night uh, At a radio, he was saying he was playing But yeah, it'll yeah. no matter because there's only one Shankland that matters And that's the one that we've got That's
1: Mark, <laughs> isn't it?
13: Is it Mark? Yeah. My yeah.
1: Um Well Lawrence was in here on Wednesday night And he was he was still hopeful So uh, we'll see So Derek now's your, your chance are you, Did you accidentally predict all the home teams Or are you sticking by Ockham oh, I think there's a wee chance They're at home It's a wee tight pitch Why not? All all right. Right. Uh, Darren How much does it mean to the folks down there? Uh,
13: so here, it's uh, the heart of the village um, You see it I mean there was a an appeal put out the other day there um, to help the club get the, the, the pitch cover to protect it for the frost so the the match could get ahead. Forty people turn it up after in bad just to help the club but I mean it's the club appreciate the village and the village appreciate everything yeah. they do, so it'll be a it'll be a fantastic day here for everybody. As I say the BBC trucks have all turned it up. It's gonna be a fantastic day for the club <laughs> and the village and no matter what we'll win it anyway.
1: Hugh I can't speak on behalf of everyone but as a, as a neutral, I think most That's that's the one you're looking at and saying That's just, just something great about that fixture
13: Well,
2: you know D- D- Dara mentioned the, the community aspect And of course, in a place the size of Auchinleck the, the, the club becomes the the heart of everything That goes on within the community I do like juniors in the Scottish Cup I do think we've got the right number of junior clubs In the Scottish Cup Bearing in mind they have their own Cup competition, and it is a senior game that we are playing, so it's a nice spicy addition to the Scottish Cup. however, there's the romance of the Scottish Cup and then there's real life and real yep. life tells me that the team going for promotion to the Premiership ought to beat a junior side even on the to, to, to. yeah, yeah to. Well, all right then stranger, stranger will, things have happened will.
1: Will beat right or can tomorrow? And Darren, we know what these things can be like. Will, will, every, will everyone manage to behave themselves down there tomorrow?
13: Absolutely. I mean, it's uh, it's a day for the village. It's a day for the community. It's a day for the club. It's they're not just representing themselves. They're representing junior football. And uh, as I say, we'll wait and see what happens in the day. I mean, Hearts thought they were going to roll us over. It's true. Um, there was a yeah. controversial decision there, but. I mean, bear in mind, I mean, some of the boys that's playing with that team, I mean, we've got about four or five ex-Air United players there. Um, You know, so I think if teams underestimate us and don't turn up in the day and think they're just going to turn over, there could be a wee bit of a cup shock. Mm
2: -hmm. But I'm sure that's the last thing in Ian McCall's mind, because he's well aware of how it would look for Air United to go out to Auchinleck. Yeah. So he will not turn up in any complacent listen, frame you, of
3: mind Listen, you have
11: Air United play the way they can There's only one, one winner yeah, but, but sometimes me, that doesn't happen, you know No, listen, and I think, you know, Ian McCall, obviously Wiley old manager, he, he knows the game well enough He'll be telling the players what to expect And no doubt he's done his homework on Knock and Leck as well um, You know, Air United are a very, very good side mm. Good experienced boys as well Boys that have played at lower levels So they'll know exactly what they have to do on the day But you know, you come back to form, you know, I think Ayr have not won a game in five, I think mm-hmm. they've lost their last two again. So, you know, and then if Shanklin
1: be, oh, doesn't make it, you've got that added. Well,
11: and listen, you know, without Shanks, you know, they're not just a one man team, I must say that, but he's a big part of what yeah. they do. And if he does play then they've there's certainly a better chance of winning.
1: Thank you to Darren, Oaken Lake fan on the line, 0141 951 1025. Get your calls in. That's a uh, first,
11: isn't it? Oaken
3: Lake fan, is that the first we've ever had? Might, we, no, Oakenleck? we had one. I
1: think we had one the other night. Yeah, we did. Oh, did you? Yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, 0141 951 1025. We've got a full-time teaser. Hugh Keaven's and Derek are just delighted they've got we'll some help, help tonight. we we'll help,
0: yeah. help tonight. Yeah. Yeah. Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors, a team that gets results every week. Talk to Thompsons.com.
1: Hugh Keevans, Derek Johnson and Jim Goodwin are here tonight So get your thoughts in Whether it's uh, VAR, whether it's the postponement Cowdenbeath against Rangers Transfers today Like I said at at the top Hugh um, Transfers don't always It doesn't really matter about what happens on paper But everything that's happening at the moment you tend to look at them and go that looks like oh. a good signing I'm thinking the ones today the Ackies fans will be delighted to get Tony Andrew back St Mirren fans will be happy to get Kel McAllister back up the road Livy fans delighted Ryan Hardy we know mm-hmm. what Michael O'Halloran has, has brought to St Johnson in the yeah. past um, and, and Greg Stewart's an interesting one as well
2: I think the with regard to Michael O'Halloran there are certain players who fit certain clubs and vice versa and Michael O'Halloran's natural home, I think, is McDermott Park It didn't work out from at Rangers Australia was a bit of a waste of time for a variety of reasons, including injury uh, And I think he will add something to the back half of the season for St Johnstone without doubt
1: Just while we're on the subject of transfers, Jim Goodwin, as it, uh, with your Aloha hat on um, Celtic's Jack Aitchison, is that something that's going to happen, has happened
11: yeah we just got a uh, we just got the papers all sorted about four o'clock um this afternoon so you know that'll be lodged uh, with the sfa tonight and obviously jack will be eligible for uh, to come in as part of the squad tomorrow we're delighted to get it over the line uh, tried to get him last year and unfortunately couldn't get him but he's one that you know i kept my eye on in the reserves a fantastic young player burst on the scene at celtic eighteen months ago um and uh, yeah we're hoping to give him a wee Kickstart and you know try and help develop them as well in in a, in a good league, a competitive league, which will which will be good for
1: them. 1025 Give us a call. We have a full time teaser um, sent in by Ryan from Hamilton. It's very straightforward. And I promise you, it's straightforward. We're looking for the ten most expensive transfers into Scottish football. Into the ten most expensive transfers into Scottish football. Now listen, let, let's just be clear about this because quite often. You get, you know, you get reported figures yeah, and so on, yeah, and there yeah. might be a bit of debate. This is, um, this is according to Ryan's list. He's used Wikipedia, the always reliable source yeah, as right, his okay. as his source. So right. let us not get too caught. So we're up looking on at
3: Tory Andrew Flo
11: whether it was 12, 13 or
3: well, fourteen was, million. So 12, he's one of
1: them. He goes right. down to twelve. Odds Edward. Yes, that's your top two. Jim Goodwin. Any spring to mind?
11: Uh, I'm thinking back to. Celtic Rangers days when I was there, like a so Chris Sutton.
1: Yes, Yelovich maybe. No, John Hartson. Yes, Neil Lennon. You have just nailed half of them already, so we'll leave that be. And We'll keep it ticking along uh, until the end of the show. See if you can come up with all the answers. If you've got a good question, please send it in full time at ClydeOne. dot com. The ten most expensive transfers into Scottish football: Flo, Edward, Sutton, Hartson, Lennon. Five to go. Uh, oh the other one The Geordie Alan
2: Thompson. Thompson
1: Do you know what Hold on Let me count these 1, two, 6 three, million as
2: well is not he
1: 4 Do you know what It's the top 12 Don't know where we've got 10 from 12 uh, No Alan Thompson no, no, right. It's the top 12 My apologies Right Barry is in Coatbridge Hi Barry
8: Hi panel How you doing
1: What's your thoughts tonight Barry
8: I uh, just want to talk about That VR system I don't see what The big problem is I mean They've got it in rugby If it works in rugby Then They've got a similar system And Why not introduce it into football? If it assists the referees Then It'll be beneficial for the game
2: Well it is in football
8: Especially in making
2: key decisions We understand what it's for It it, it is in football
13: Like goals
8: Yeah,
2: Yeah it is in football It's an English football But we're waiting for it to be introduced here And the problem here as always, will be money. Uh, can we afford to introduce it? Uh, let's assume we can. Then
1: I don't know when it makes its way to the would make its way to the Scottish Championship. Jim, generally, your thoughts on on what's been happening and and whether that's a, a good option?
11: Well, I think let's be realistic. It's not going to make its way to the Scottish Championship or the lower leagues for a hell of a long time. Um, but for me, you know, I think every top league in the world should happen. You know, definitely. Um, I think. Anything that helps and assists the referees can only be a good thing. My only concern with it is that you know I just hope it doesn't slow down the game yeah. too much. You know, um, and you try and you know everybody kind of gets bored waiting on this big decision. You know.
3: Yeah, I was going to I was going to say that Jim. Having watched the Man City, know the Man City game, the the game between Derby and Southampton in midweek, two and a half minutes. They took them to decide whether it was a goal or not mm-hmm. And you're right, the fans are standing about Is that a goal, is it not The players are standing about It's a long time to wait mm-hmm. If they would sharpen that up a little bit But uh, I'm like everybody else You know, If, if it's going to get the right result
1: then get get it in Barry, what do you make of those uh, counter-arguments? Well uh, It does come
8: down to the cost and stuff like that But that's really I see where we're coming from with the mm-hmm. cost But Try and get some sort of system was affordable For the game You
1: know what I mean? Hugh we don't know exactly How much it's going to cost It's mm-hmm. clearly going to be an issue Should that be A priority For Scottish football? I've seen people pointing out today You know They, w- they would rather get Every team in the top flight With a grass surface Or whatever it may be yeah. is, it, is it a
2: priority? <sighs> it's, it's the most vexed question In Scottish football Because nobody trusts of match officials anymore. And managers who ought to know better have used this expression, it felt like playing 12 men. Uh, you know, that's unfair on officials. As I say, we have poor officials. They have not covered themselves in glory this season. It's not a problem exclusive to Scotland, but yeah. we are better at being bad than most Absolutely, are. Absolutely.
11: <laughs> yeah. And you know, that's exactly what I was just going to touch on there. You know, we're not the only country where referees make mistakes you know and they do they get highlighted far too often up here it's a bugbear of mine maybe I'm talking in my naivety has only been in the job for a couple of years but I find it happening far too often I think we're talking about constant negativity in this country regarding whether it's referees or something else the amount of times you get up in the morning to read a, a match report and you get five or six lines on how the game went and then the rest is all just quotes and nonsense and talking down the game, basically. And, you know, I think we all need to take responsibility for us, Managers, players, referees, you know, we're all in it for the love of the game. Let's try and do what's right for the game And stop pointing L- the 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 Let me ask Jim a question Derek. I've pro- got into
1: one I want to know this Just before because on On that topic pro Eddie Lucian Soccer These <laughs> names on Twitter Magnificent He says Does Jim remember doing the referee course A few years back? It was either him Or a doppelganger With the same voice
11: no, I did, yes uh, People might, yeah, well, maybe I should have said that instead of the guitar But there you go um, Yeah, I I went and done the the referees course um, And passed it, but believe it or not, I did um, You know, listen, it was a good experience for me It was, you know, trying to put myself in the referees' shoes To actually try and understand exactly What is the curriculum they need to adhere to You know, and some of the rules are quite baffling Where they're not even allowed to try and use their own mm-hmm. common sense They have to stick to the letter of the law um and it was something I was quite serious about, but then you know, obviously, I wanted to play for as long as I could um I then wanted to go into coaching, and I soon realized look the referee thing is probably never going to happen but it 's something i 've spoke to John fleming about i 've spoke to the p f a about it as well. I think we need to do more to try and keep ex professionals in the game um not every ex every footballer wants to go into coaching yeah. or managing but it's a it 's a very well paid part time job, and I think you know i 'm not saying get rid of The referees that are here just now, the amateur referees, and what have you. Uh, But and I'm, I think if we can fast track a number, a number of ex-pros, I think that have played the game, uh, that will know the difference between a slip and a a malicious tackle and things like that. I think it can benefit the game. I think. I think Uh, the
3: problem, you. The problem is, down south, have got bad referees, but. You don't hear the fans down there of these clubs giving it, well, he's got an agenda against us. Up here, that's all we seem to do. A referee makes a bad mistake. He doesn't want us to win the league or Mm. he's one of them or whatever. And that is the problem that we've got.
2: Jim makes perfect sense that former pros, of course, would bring that educated eye to the whole thing. However, this is planet Scotland. (laughs) And if Jim Goodwin was to referee a St Mirren match and St Mirren... Were involved in a controversial decision Which went their way He'd get the blame mm. A former Celtic or Rangers player Becoming a referee Would be a nightmare <laughs> And yeah. Jim has one appearance
11: yeah.
1: As
2: we covered off earlier So
1: yeah. no, it, I totally agree But it, it,
11: actually Down in England They have to state What club they grew up supporting You know uh, oh. Now I know in Scotland mm-hmm. That might be different Because 50% of the nation Probably support One of the old firm Which might make it difficult I mean you would have to trust That the referee is giving honest, uh, honest decisions But um listen I'm, I'm i'm up for whatever is best for the game whether it's var whether it's ex pros whether it's referees going full time we'll well let's get it all it right. get on board yeah. get it yeah. right and and yeah. you know the big thing for me and i, I wouldn't be surprised next uh, next season to see the sfa bring it in we need to try and just stop slagging each other off you know managers slagging off managers managers slagging off referees I think we're all sick of it now, eh? Let's just try and keep everything in-house and just try and publicise the game in a better did, light.
1: Doing the course, did it change your perception at all? Um, you won't mind me pointing out, you probably had your fair share of uh, disagreements with referees over over your playing career. Has something changed as to the way you view these things?
11: Listen, I always had, honestly, and people might you know, not believe me when I say it, I had a great relationship with referees. You know, The majority, I'd say 90% of the cards I got down through my career were warranted. So I didn't really have any disagreements on that but I was a nightmare in terms of on the pitch I, I asked for every decision you know every 50-50 I wanted it it's just natural you know I think every player every manager is the same you want every decision um, but I had no lack of respect for for referees I, I knew how difficult the job was I mean but honestly if you try and referee a five-a-side in training any ex-player <laughs> will tell you it's an absolute nightmare Paddy Connolly does it for us at Aloua and I, j- I deliberately let Paddy get on with it Because I can't be bothered with it Boys shouting at you every two minutes for decisions <laughs> Even though they know that Paddy's made the right decision They'll still
2: bicker with him And I sit back and relax and
11: love watching Paddy yeah, getting in the, the funny
2: thing The more sophisticated television became The worse this whole problem became Not Of very, course, it's a level
1: of scrutiny isn't yeah, it?
2: Yeah the, 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 You see things now In micro detail And there was a time in life When the referee made a bad decision And you went away and moaned about the referee And somewhere down the line You'd get a bad decision in your favour mm-hmm. But that's not enough for people now The naked eye is not enough for people now So VAR, by all means It will minimise but not hmm. eliminate mistakes Hugh again as well And you know, again Some
11: of my colleagues will not like me for saying it But Alex Ferguson was probably the one that started it And he was the best one at it In trying oh yeah. to deflect away from a poor team performance and what is the best way to try and generate some controversy so that you guys in the media will talk about how bad the referee was, rather than how bad my team was on the park and how bad my tactical decisions were or my substitutions? Instead of all that, that gets all brushed aside, and all the public start talking about is
1: how bad the referees are. Mm. Let's get the thoughts of Danny and Kerluk. Hi, Danny. Hi, guys. How you doing? Not bad, Danny. Hey, uh, uh,
14: Jim. I was actually on your referees course about five, six years ago, mm. uh, and kind of. Uh, the thing I'm kind of getting at here is I don't think VAR is the way forward, but I think it's probably down to the education itself, actually refereeing. I mean, the course we were on, the, the videos and the scenarios and that we were shown. some of them are like 10, 12 years old. And for me, the game, it consistently changes every single year. The, the rules slightly change, things like that. We've got a panel of referees, ex referees that view stuff, but they're from a different time, they're from a different era. Do we think it...
1: Just, to, just to be clear, yeah. Danny, I mean, we don't know the exact identities of them, but they, uh, a lot of them are very recently retired. Right. Just to Totally clear
14: get that. that. Yeah, no, I totally get that. But again, I'm going back even five, six years ago and a tackle was accepted then might not be accepted now. The, again, I, I don't know how much we can actually influence or how much can be done to change this, but is it so? maybe so that we maybe need to get the education piece that wee bit more up to speed Because as I say five, six years ago We were looking at videos even ten years older For scenarios and stuff It, it just seems ludicrous I mean I'll put my hands up and say The refereeing game wasn't for me I, I just couldn't get to grips with it But I've got a lot more respect for the officials Definitely But something else needs to be done I don't think is a way forward But do you think that we could do something Even like a referee grassroots type thing
11: Yeah, listen, I I agree Danny, I I know what you mean I I understand what you're saying regarding the the footage that we got shown Um, And the game has moved on and the laws are continually changing all the time You know, year after year, they they seem, you know, UEFA and that feel As if they need to make a change to justify why they're in a job sometimes And, you know, sometimes I think they make too many changes Um, But, you know, I think the course that we went on from our point of view You know, if if you've done your bit of studying then you know, any man or dog could pass the the exam. I think you only become a good referee and by experience of being out there and being on the pitch, and you know, going and refereeing amateur games and junior games, and you know, eventually, I suppose that bit of experience will hopefully stand these referees in good stead when they do eventually get fast tracked up the leagues. But my my worry is that. Every decision Will become a VAR decision And you know There there might not be a need For anyone in the middle of the pitch You know Every single bad tackle Penalty offside You know And how often are we going to be Allowed to stop
1: the game the
3: game will The game will last
11: 100 minutes
1: Mm. Maybe even more I can only assume At the top level It might be different Because I I know That the footage That they're shown Is recent So I'd Maybe just different experiences On that one Thanks to Danny and Carluc Sorry it was so short Danny I'm, Time is against us So they were looking for 12 most expensive transfers Into Scottish football Paul Gascoigne No You've got Flo Eduard Sutton Hearts and Lennon Loudrop No mm. Arteta Yes mm. Take one more guess Kanchelskis Yes Hamarusso Ho- Yes So oh. you've, only, you've only got Four to get And we'll hopefully get them next <laughs>
0: Clyde One Super Scoreboard With Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors Great results for Scottish accident and injury victims for 40 years Into
1: the final part of tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard Hugh Keevans, Derek Johnson and Jim Goodwin are here And they've been working on this full-time teaser Now remember, every night we give the guys about the last 30 minutes or so To come up with the answers to the questions that you send in So if you've got a good one, fire it over to full-time at Clyde One. Dot com. We're looking for the twelve most expensive transfers into Scottish football. They're doing quite well. Tori Andre Flo, Odson Edward, Chris Sutton, John Hartson, Michael Arteta, Neil Lennon, Andre Kinchelskis, Lorenzo Amoruso. You're looking for four more. Um, useful, happen No. Berkovic. Al Berkovic, yes.
11: <sighs> be Tommy Johnson, no. No. Sumunovic. No. No. How much was Perso? Was he on it?
1: He's no. not one either. No. Stefan Kloss. Nope.
2: Marco Negri.
1: No, what I will tell you is The three you're looking for Are all Rangers I don't mind giving that clue out now So you're looking for three No more Celtic All Rangers Um, Two of them round about the 5 million One just a little bit more
11: Wouldn't
1: it be No, wouldn't it be Dutch Trevor, Trevor Francis no. Oh, De Boer De Boer, uh, Boer. What of the De Boers now? Keep going though d- <laughs> um, Come on, what about the other two? Oh, Michael Moles No
3: A left back Went to Arsenal
11: Van Bronckhorst Van Bronckhorst
1: Giovanni Van Bronckhorst Right you've only got two to get I've I've got faith in you That you're going to pull it out of the bag Uh, Marco's in Shawlands Hi Marco Hi how are you? Good thank you What's your point tonight Marco?
15: I I wanted to speak about uh, Referees The way people have been speaking About referees in Scotland And the mistakes they're making And the quality of the referees And what I don't understand is Scotland, I'm not exactly sure they ranked in the mid-50s or the low-60s or somewhere like this. And realistically, the Scottish domestic teams haven't done very much in Europe. You know, unfortunately, whoever gets through, they're playing either Scandinavian fishermen or they're playing Eastern European joiners and policemen and firemen. But you expect to have the best referees in the world. All you can hope is surely to have just honest referees that make mistakes.
2: No-one said, Marco, that we wanted the best referees in the world. In an ideal world, obviously, that would be nice, but we're not asking for the best referees in the world. We are asking for efficiency. That's what we're asking for. You
15: must understand, when you're playing at the level that you're playing, and the the fans that... You know, I've lived half my life in in Scotland, in Glasgow, and I've lived half my life in Italy, and you have a situation with... um, Glasgow, In Glasgow, between, between Celtic and Rangers, you have nearly 90,000 season ticket holders. Now, that's completely disproportionate. You know, there's no team in London that has a million people trying to become a season ticket holder. You have no team in Paris that has 900,000 people wanting to be a season ticket holder. It's completely disproportionate. And because of that, people place more importance... On what Celtic and what Rangers do Because of this passion behind those those two
2: what, teams what, what does that have to do with referees? No?
1: Well, I think Mark was on to something mm-hmm. though In terms of the level of scrutiny I mean there is, there's no getting away from it Because you, you know the way this world works yeah. Celtic fans think that Rangers get all the decisions Rangers yeah. fans think Celtic get all the decisions And by the way something that's often missed out See fans of all the other teams They think Celtic and Rangers get all the decisions mm-hmm. every, So every, the
2: scrutiny is always there Every player I uh, ever met who went to Celtic or Rangers mm-hmm. Always said to me I thought that we were always biased against, um, but then I got to Celtic and Rangers and understood that they get bad decisions as well. So Everybody
15: gets bad decisions. Yeah, yeah but that's the, what i there, there was Marco. a game, in, unfortunately, one of, the, one of the greatest beauties surrounding football and one of the biggest enemies surrounding football is social media. There was a game in Italy three months ago between Lazio and Atalanta and the referee gave Lazio a penalty, who obviously Atalanta completely disagreed with, but when they... Sorry, the other way around, Lazio disagreed with, and when they found out that the referee's brother had a restaurant in the north of Italy... He got seventy thousand negative reviews in his restaurant in three weeks.
2: Yeah. <laughs> such is such as life. Uh, Glasgow and, would be proud of that type yeah, of reaction, yeah, Marco. You are you are offering us, Marco, a philosophical, cosmopolitan view yeah. of life. But in our little world, that's the way it is here, that referees are not trusted. It is assumed that referees give decisions based on bias or an agenda. We have far too much Going on between Managers and referees As Jim Goodwin Has highlighted It's time for everyone To calm down a little The meeting in Perth Last night While all very well And good Will not Improve the situation Radically Will not improve Things overnight but I'll
3: help a bit Hugh I mean you have to talk It's like everything else Doesn't matter let what me, you, let me get you Get ju- people let me together
1: get Jim's opinion then from, from the managerial Perspective Jim It's is the communication good enough? That, that's things that we often hear. You guys perhaps get visits from referees before the season. They tell you what you know, what, what what's expected. Perhaps any rule changes and um, are the lines of communication good enough?
11: Listen, uh, the lines of communication are fine. You know, we're invited at the start of every season. Captains and managers. We I went to the orium this year before the ball was kicked, and um, you know, John Fleming organised for us all to go there. We can put our we can voice an opinion. They're telling us the new rule changes um there's certainly no lack of communication you know I, I wouldn't blame it on that i just think people people make mistakes you know and i'll even put some of it onto players as well you know i think uh, you know players con referees i think we need to try and clamp that out of the yeah. game as well i just think we all need to try and help each other a bit more just to try and make the product on the park a bit better so that we're not standing here for hours on end you know talking about the negative side of things let's try and Put a positive spin on it and let's work together yeah. Which is why they had the meeting today They're all going to try and get together To try and come up with some solution yeah. to, So that we can all yeah. move on
1: Because the thing is Hugh The one thing that Mark was right with social media The level of scrutiny probably has got out of control mm-hmm. And I don't think you can rein that back in And if anything yeah, it's, it's almost a, get worse, I it's, it, it, there's a There's a snowball effect here Because of what's happened in the last month or two months See the next decision That's going to be scrutinised even more And the one after that even more and I, I, don't, I don't know how you get that back. Is there an onus? Jim said about you know, perhaps managers watching the way they speak. Is, is there an onus on clubs to you know to stop this statement culture every time that the decision goes against them? What? The, the how do we
2: rein it in? Clubs make statements uh, for their own reasons. They they make it to appease fans to take the heat off a situation. They don't do it with the good of the game in mind, in my opinion. As for social media, the game of football has to totally ignore. Social media It has nothing to do With the administration Of the game Let football police itself Social media is yeah, where but that's where The pressure On these clubs To speak out On behalf of their fans Comes from The game Must police itself If you have Managers Querying a decision Saying they were Playing up against 10 eh, 12 men uh, Then let football Investigate that Social media has to be taken right out of the equation, I think. I do understand your point about the pressure builds up on club owners or chairmen because social media has gone into a fit. However, that's got nothing to do with the running of the game. We have to get back a degree of respect for referees while acknowledging that their standard has to improve as best they can because I can't turn around to Andrew Dallas or to Jordan Beaton uh, or to Craig Thompson Or anyone else And say You had better be better tomorrow How He is what he is He will make mistakes Yeah And we have lost Sight of that Listen You're,
11: you're spot on Hugh And at the end of the day Look we we'll are all make mistakes Managers will make mistakes Players will make Numerous mistakes And referees will make mistakes And that's the bottom line As long as they're Honest mistakes Then we just accept it And we move on I think as a manager If I was relying on the referee To win a game of football Every week Then there's something questionable about mm. me and my players. Now, don't get me wrong, every now and again, yes, you get a penalty that wasn't a penalty, or you get a decision that wasn't given, but it doesn't happen every single week to yeah. one team mm. or to one yeah. individual.
1: All right, thank you to Marco and shalins That will be our final call of the evening, which means we would have to wrap up this teaser. Ryan sent it in, looking for the 12 most expensive transfers into Scottish football. A few are asking about Raphael, remember him? He cost yeah. about £5 um, million. Pounds. So, listen, like I said, there is always a bit of Jubiety about transfer fees. This is according to Wikipedia, Ryan says. So he's not on that list. And you're I've looking. Had,
11: uh, I've had a text there from my brother in law, Paul, who's listening in Kirkie. <laughs> Am I allowed to cheat? Oh, come <laughs> on then.
1: You, you've done it now. The cat's out the bag. So
11: He's an Elton John impersonator, but he's ob- obviously not working tonight. Um, <laughs> he's gone for Arthur Newman. Arthur Newman? Yes, that well, is well one, done, the, we're what I'm looking for. What about Michael Ball?
1: The singer. <laughs> <laughs> the other one.
11: Love
3: changes everything, hey? Eh? <laughs>
1: Yes
13: <laughs> oh. That's the
1: earliest You lot of it Well seen Jim Goodwin's in To help you out It's the earliest You've ever nailed a teaser Look, Listen to this I've only just started the music yeah. And you've nailed it oh. already well, well done Jim uh, Well done Definitely Thank you to fast. Ryan For sending it in well done, So Jeff. it's a full They're actually shaking hands yes. In the studio That's how well delighted they are uh, Bring throw, it on time at Clyde1.com uh, That is where you need to send your questions uh, A big thank you to Hugh Evans and Derek Johnson For joining me tonight uh, Big thanks of course to Jim Goodwin For taking time out ahead of a big game tomorrow uh, We wish you well if we can't wish you too well We'll get accused of upsetting some Mirren fans Agenda, Just, An agenda. I hope, it, hope it's a good game and you'll enjoy yourselves thank you. uh, We've got a fantastic Scottish Cup card tomorrow So make sure you join us We will be here from Two o'clock By which time Auchinleck against the air Will already have kicked off Hugh Kevins And then of course Celtic uh, Brings the afternoon to a close At home to Airdrie A bit later on Lots to get excited about
2: You can't ask you any better than that To go from Auchinleck To Celtic Park In the disco lights Brilliant Thank you once again
1: Stay where you are GBX Friday's up next